I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 211 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Just uh, dealing with some, you know, uh, credit card theft. But, you know, they caught it and. Of course, during the holidays, they have to, you know, send me a new credit card. So glad I got all my Christmas shopping done. <laughs> oh, my God. What a fucking pain in the ass that is. I know Carlos was telling me because that happened to him like six, eight months ago. He was just telling me like, oh, man, that's so annoying. I'm so sorry. And at first I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not that bad. It's fine. But then I'm thinking, well, I have to think about all my subscriptions. You know, like I have Patreon you know, I pay for stuff a month. Um, Sephora keeps having me be like, uh, they, they do that, like, uh, pay this much to get free shipping. And like, I never shop on Sephora. And for some reason, they just keep charging my card. So finally, they're just going to stop charging me, <laughs> even though I change it every single time. And they still try, but it, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I'm just glad they caught it. It was some like stupid, like chat on hotline thing or something but it was weird because i was driving home from work i was on the phone with carlos and i see my watch it was like theft and i'm like what so that's a bummer but that's fine how are you um i'm okay i'm sitting here enjoying a glass of wine and i yeah i don't know not much going on getting ready for christmas um i did most of my christmas shopping this weekend and I got train tickets to Boston to go see my brother and his wife because I'm going to spend Christmas with them. So I'm going to go up early Christmas mor- uh, Christmas Eve morning, which my train leaves at 8, which means I got to get up at like fucking like 5.30, which fucking sucks. But it means I'll, you know, I'll be in Boston by before noon and then I'll hang out with them for several days and eat some good food that they will make. And I'm in charge of baking. And yeah, it'll be nice to, to like not just be in my apartment on Christmas like I have in the last couple of years. That's so good. I'm so glad you're going to be spending Christmas with your family and, you know, being 
trapped in the kitchen. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> I mean, I do like baking and also they make fucking delicious like dinner and lunches and breakfast. So uh, baking is something they just don't do, but they're delicious cooks in general. So um, I'm, I know they will feed me well. And in return, I will make them good desserts. It's a good trade-off. I I am going to feel real FOMO seeing all the lovely things that you all make together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like Sunday, some of uh, her family is getting together. So I'm going to do a pecan pie cheesecake. And then I'm going to do these. You know how sometimes things that aren't necessarily like Christmas foods are just like Christmas foods in within your family? Like there's these chocolate bar cookies. They have like an oat crust and then a layer of it's basically just chocolate mixed with condensed milk. And Oh, okay. And then like more chocolate chips and oat sprinkled on top. So they're just like a bar cookie. But for some reason they are in my family Christmas cookies because they're something my mom has made as every Christmas for as long as I can remember. They're they actually like it was a recipe like cut out of the newspaper. <laughs> so it just happened to be something that was you know in our in our local news as festive fudge filled bars and they're fucking delicious but again i could make them any time of year but i don't because they are in my head christmas cookies yeah that's like my mom's banana and pumpkin bread like i feel like we we could make them any time of the year but they're only specifically for thanksgiving and christmas and like we hand them out to everyone everywhere like when I was just over there last night and my mom handed me like two loaves <laughs> and uh they're in my fridge right now so I'm, I'm gonna try not to think about that but my sister last night made pumpkin muffin or no not pumpkin muffins um banana bread muffins with a cream cheese frosting and with like nuts sprinkled on top and those looked really good she made them for her gym friends let me tell you, once you use the word frosting, that is no longer a muffin. That is a cupcake. You can say it's banana, they're muffins all you want. Those are cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right. And I don't know, like I'm used to having it in bread. So like cupcake form, it was interesting. But man, now I want some warm. There's nothing like when it just gets out of the oven. Oh. Banana I bread is, I don't know why I don't make it more because I fucking love banana bread. But, oh, especially like warm with some butter or like Nutella spread over it. Banana bread with Nutella is one of the most delicious things in the world. I feel like everyone makes their banana bread differently. I I feel like I just realized, because I don't eat banana bread often, that my mom puts, um, I'm not sure what nuts, walnuts or some type of nut inside. And like some people do like chocolate chips. Like I know like like Chrissy Teigen has like, apparently like a really good banana bread and she puts chocolate chips in hers. And I want to try that because I'm not the biggest banana bread person. And then um, I think my mom puts nuts in um, her pumpkin bread too. But it's, it's pretty good. I'll have to no, I would say I'll have to make some and send it to you, but it's hard to it's hard to ship food. Well, I don't know. I can't say shit now because fucking Rebecca sent us a beautiful candies worth. Oh shit! I told uh, I told her that I was going to do a live eat um yeah. of a 
pineapple freddo so i'm gonna ask carlos can you bring me a pineapple freddo please <laughs> okay stay tuned everybody <sighs> but i know i love food i know uh, my family likes to do a like a after christmas thanksgiving so we just have like a bunch of like thanksgiving foods the day after christmas and that's like that's our big feast because for christmas morning my mom likes to make this um breakfast casserole with eggs onions um different wow that was that was dramatic all right carlos is bringing the freddo to Brittany. It sounds like he's, even, it he's even unwrapping it for her. Oh, for himself. Say <laughs> thank you. No, you're not feeding it to me. No. No. This is why we should be doing this on yeah. YouTube. Oh, here comes the airplane. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Why must you make things complicated? Yeah. This is like, this is not a Naboo. This is real life. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're acting like King Kong right now. You're trying to swat the plane down from the top of the Empire State Building. I don't think anybody appreciates it. Can you just be... Can you just eat the chocolate, can, please? Can you just be normal? Can you eat the chocolate? We know that's impossible. Eat the chocolate. No, because I want to eat it specifically. I, I'm going to feed it to you specifically. No! No! I'm not a child. Thank you. No. Okay. Oh my god. That's actually good. Wow, that's surprisingly good. And I'm going to chew away from the mic, so I'm going to mute myself while I chew. Okay. I like the pineapple one. I thought the pineapple one was quite good. I think I have, like, one more pineapple uh, one left. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Thank you for the pineapple, Fredo. Of course. All right. Love you. All of that's staying in, by the way. Yes. Oh. Well, what's, what's going on right now in life or just in general? Everything all good? I mean, there's not much going on. I'm not even really, like, I'm trying to think if I'm even, like, like I haven't, I haven't watched any movies. I haven't been doing jack shit. The only, like, I'm watching, I'm watching Succession. And Caribbean enthusiasm. And Succession was so uncomfortable this last week that I wanted to crawl out of my own skin. It was pretty brutal. And I don't know. Other than that, I've been, I've been, so you won't, you are too young to know this show. There was this 90s TV show called Picket Fences, which was one of David E. Kelly's early shows. He did like, Ally McBeal and Boston Public and like he did a lot of like sort of like cultural touchstone 90s shows. One of his early shows with Picket Fences, which was set in a small town focusing on like the sheriff department and the sheriff is married to like the town doctor and everybody is weird and quirky and there'll be like weird murders or crimes. (laughs) And that's funny. It's not great. But there's, it's one of those shows that I, you know, I watched it when I was, I mean, it was probably like 
10 to 12 when the show was on. And, you, you know, that was when you just watched the shows that were on because they were, this was, we didn't have cable these, so there were three stations because that was before Fox was even like a regular broadcast station. And so we just, we watched whatever was on and one of those shows, Picket Fences, that I have some bizarrely like vivid memories of. And so it's been fun to like, because I've been watching the whole thing. I'm in like the middle of no near the end of season two right now and we'll suddenly like remember halfway through the episode how it ends even though i haven't you know seen it for 20 years or something it is it is very much a like network show from the 90s though because like there was an episode where like the characters are like the sheriff and his wife are freaking out because they think their daughter might be a lesbian and (laughs) (laughs) it's it was actually Like, it's one of those things that, for its time, was pretty well done, which is they both acknowledge the fact that they're supposed to be more liberal and accepting than they're being. But it's still, it's still pretty bad. And they use the D word. I mean, not the parents, like one of the other kids uses it. And I'm like, that's not a word you're going to hear on network TV now. Like, that is a bad slur. But, um, (laughs) and the episode I just watched was like, they're, they're worried about like drug use in schools and so they're like talking about like crack cocaine and shit like that and i'm like this is some fucking wild shit like they find this this girl this high school girl's locker they find like you know like a huge bag of lsd and it's just like the most like ridiculous fear-mongering drug bullshit but one of the things i'd forgotten is in the second season, Don Cheadle joins. Very, very young Don Cheadle. Very handsome oh, Don shit. Cheadle. And he's like the town DA. But that's been, it's been a fun trip down memory lane, even though I am rolling my eyes an awful lot at the politics of 90s television. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine, especially watching an episode where you're, the parents are concerned and are horrified if the fact that their daughter might be lesbian that's yikes and then the d word yikes yeah yeah. like it was just like and again in the show's like defense like when when because it's like the younger brother uses it and the mother is immediately like you cannot you can't that's a horrible derogatory term you can't use it but now you just wouldn't hear it at all yeah crazy that's fun yeah it's it's interesting to see what was like liberal television like message television in the 90s like what what that meant and how far we've come since then yeah we've come far at some point in the season, because it, it starts off like fairly normal and it gets incredibly strange because I know at one point there's like, and the, get this, I might be completely wrong on the details here. There is an episode that involves cows giving birth to human babies. Yeah, that, the, the, the face the Rudy's making right now is the correct face. I Look, I cannot remember the details at all. It's something about like genetic testing and blah 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 blah. but yeah and originally and i was reading up on it 
because it was one of those things that I vaguely remember. Apparently, it was originally supposed to be that they were going to do a crossover episode with the X-Files. Which kind of makes sense, because Picket Fences never really goes like supernatural, but it's always kind of weird and quirky, and it could go that direction. And X-Files did a lot of, like, you know, investigating weirdness in small towns shit. But the the two shows were on different networks. Like, they were made by the same production company, but Picket Fences was CBS and uh, X-Files was Fox. And so they had this planned, and then... The, the networks just went, no, 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 you can't do this. So what ended up happening instead is they both did episodes about cows giving birth to human babies. And apparently in the Picket Fences episode, even though they can't, like, they can't use Mulder and Scully, but they're like, oh, in this other town, this thing happened and the FBI came in to investigate. So, like, X-Files is canon in Picket Fences universe. Yes, it is. Interestingly enough. I, I will give a, if if I stick with my rewatch, because I think that's that seems at least like a, you know, last season kind of episode. So if I make it that far, there's only four seasons. But if I continue to my rewatch and make it to the cow birth episode that I barely remember, I'll give an update as to how exactly cows are giving birth to human babies. Yeah, let me know, because I'm curious in why and how. Mostly, like, why. This would have been around when, like, I feel this would have been near, like, the Dolly the Sheep cloning thing. When that was really, like, a lot of stuff going on. Like, a lot of shows were doing, like, cloning episodes and and stuff like that. And so it would have been some sort of, you know, like, genetic cloning experimentation thing. Ah. Uh, yeah, cloning. I remember when that was a thing. Well, I don't. I just remember hearing it, like, reading about it. Like, the sheep, and then there was a dog. And then Barbara Streisand has a couple of her dogs cloned or something. Yeah, she's a fucking huge weirdo. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody who is that rich is going to be fucking weird. It's impossible to be that rich and be normal. It's crazy because, like, you can clone your dog, but like that dog's not going to have the same personality as dog number one. You know, because it's like. You could clone me, but, like, my clone could be, like, totally different. Like, my clone could, like, actually, like, Star Wars and Solo, <laughs> you know? Like, there's no guarantees. Like, maybe my clone wouldn't like Carlos. Like, wouldn't that be a fucking tragedy? But I think that two Britneys would be, like, way too much for him. Like, he might he might go nuts. Because one Britney's enough for Carlos. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. Um... <laughs> No, I, 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 let's see. I'm behind on Hawkeye because I've only watched the first two episodes. Oh, thank God, me too. I just i I can't find a reason to want to in my rare spare time that I have to watch it because I would rather watch pa Pedro Pascal and Narcos because he's so good. 
here's why I think I haven't watched Hawkeye yet. And and I really liked the first two episodes of Hawkeye and I am like, I'm going to watch it and I think I will continue to like it is I never turn on Disney plus. So I don't see it. And that is how I watch things. I watch things when they're right in my face. And then I remember, Oh yeah, I need to see that. I know. I, I, rarely watch disney plus now like i think last night because my mom wanted to watch a christmas movie i put on home alone because thank god um disney has like a whole list of like christmas movies and because i first went to netflix i couldn't like find their list of christmas movies or whatever shit but i wanted to watch one of the claymations and i wish the claymation movies were on um one of the streaming sites because I have them on DVD, but for some reason my TV, my parents' TV has like five different remotes and like, I didn't want to have to deal with that. It is astonishing how lazy I am now when it comes to put it on a DVD or Blu-ray. Oh, I know. That's why like I, I don't own any, nor I feel the need to because it's all going to be digital anyways like I remember when the episodes one through six like the the saga like came out on blu-ray and I remember like how hyped up that was because it was like hours of deleted scenes and footage and everything and like 10 fucking years later it's on Disney plus like all of that shit is so I mean it's not worth it to me to buy DVDs anymore, you know, like special, the special features don't tickle me as much as they used to. And, you know, deleted scenes are deleted for a reason, you know, like Taylor Swift <laughs> songs are in the vault because they're in the vault for a reason, except for the 10 minute version of All Too Well. But I don't know. I don't know any DVDs. I'm never going to again. I mean, I, I think there is definitely, like, a reason to own physical media, and that is you actually own it, as opposed to digital, which you don't own, and can be taken away from you at any time. Or it can be, like, uh, fucking Birds of Prey on HBO Max, where suddenly the version that's up is the edited-for-TV version, and not the R-rated theatrical version, which was apparently a mistake that they're going to fix, and probably have already fixed, but at the time, it's like, well, that's really fucking shitty. And so, okay, I think there is an argument for it. I'm just saying, personally, I'm also very lazy. And if I can just hit play rather than, you know, walking 10 steps to my TV and putting something in and finding the right remote and putting in the right input on my TV, then I'm just going to do the thing where I can just hit play. Yeah, it's amazing how technology is really making us lazy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. I, But... Also, like, you know, how much money it would cost to, like, purchase, like, separate DVDs. Like, let's say I wanted to buy a movie on DVD. Then I want to buy another movie on DVD. Because DVDs were, like, getting high in price. It was, like, 22 bucks for, like, you know, a DVD plus, like, the extra CD of, like, bonus features or you name it. So, in a way, you know, streaming services are fine until they take away theatrical cuts and replace them with like uh, parental control bullshit but 
That's weird out of all the movies that they decided to do that with Birds of Prey. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, that's just, like, uh, why? I mean, it seems like it genuinely was, like, it was. It probably was just a mistake, which is they haven't edited for TV movie because, you know, it airs on, like, basic cable or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just, when it got, like, it got put up on HBO Max like that. I'm like, say, I'm not saying it's not, it definitely is annoying. I don't think it was some, like, pearl-clutching purposeful thing i think it's somebody uploaded the wrong file well i'm offended no i'm kidding yeah it's all it's you know what i what i think about all the time is that when i used to work at the bowling alley um one of my managers you know when people would get really mad about their lanes shutting down or like something being wrong like he would just tell them he's like they're machines like it it happens like they don't have minds they don't have brains i mean those fucking teslas do for some reason but fuck them but yeah it's machines it's not a personal attack against you if your pins reset incorrectly yeah maybe i don't know I, would, I thought that you were going to apologize to if anyone owns a Tesla. And I'm like, that's funny. Um, no, fuck you if you own a Tesla. I think they're dumb. Like, I, I just don't get the point. Like, why own something that, like, I I barely trust myself to drive. Why would I trust a machine to drive for me? You know? No, <laughs> like, I don't need that. I'd say don't give Elon Musk any of your money. Just in general. He's a bad person. Just don't give him your attention, money, time. When you go to the store and you walk past a Tesla store, just just keep fucking walking because there's better stores out there. Or, you know, go on Etsy because you don't have to go to any store. You can just sit in your pajamas and scroll online. No, I'm just saying, just go on Etsy. <laughs> buy your car on Etsy. No, or buy your car from your friends that don't want to sell their car, but you're right there and you'll buy it. I don't know. Go find some friends that are selling cars. I don't know. I, okay. Solid yeah. car buying advice from Brittany there. Check out I've Etsy. Never, I've you never can- bought a car. <laughs> Should we talk about Star Wars? I guess I guess we have to. It's under contract. So there was a trailer, and I use the word trailer. The word the word should be advertisement, because that's that's what it is. I mean, all, I mean, obviously all trailers are advertisements, but trailer we use for movies or TV shows, and this is a hotel, and so I don't like the fact that we're just throwing the word trailer around. It's an ad. It's a trailer. So this trailer went... God, no. This advertisement went up for um, the fucking Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, which I have not seen yet. I started to watch it before the podcast because Brittany's like, oh, you should watch it so we can talk about it. And then like 30 seconds into it, I thought, this seems like we should just be doing this while we record. Anyway, the reaction to this was so bad that it got pulled down or those two things are unrelated and it got pulled down for another reason who knows because it's machines you know (laughs) they're just machines 
I knew there was some sort of bad trailer because I heard people, I saw people doing like reactions to it and shit. And I thought, I, I just don't have the energy to care about this right now. So I ignored it. But now I'm going to watch it. And then we can talk about the terrible, super expensive hotel advertisement. Okay? Is yes. That what we're going to do? Okay. Yeah. And maybe it's undeleted now, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't find any confirmation of that. So we have an Imagineer and some dude from the Goldbergs, which is a show I do not watch. And his performance here is not making me want to watch the show. I love him. He's just so excited. And he's dressed up for the part. And I like her scarf, too. (laughs) It's not a movie, right? It's a real life. We're in like the bridge. That'll cost forty nine ninety five per hour. Not kidding. I don't know. There's lots of dials and screens. Now the guy is wandering off on his own and going through some light door. I wonder how many light doors they have in the hotel. And now he's always at a bar. He's telling him to be quiet. Oh no. Oh no. It's like when you go on a cruise ship and you go to one of those like cruise ship performances like this is it this is your cruise ship performance this is amazing so we have like a twilight singing people are bopping their shoulders along to this terrible song Fantastic. Why is there a fucking Twilight named Gaia? Because I don't know, but she's incredible. Earth. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, first of all, it's terrible. Dude, dude fucking sucks. But also, the two things they advertise are lightsaber training and some chick singing in a bar for $6,000 for two nights. I love it. Not only because it's terrible, but because it's intriguing people so much that Some idiot is going to want to stay there and spend thousands of dollars because of how weird these commercials were. And if I had $2,000, I would be that fucking idiot. 
because I am intrigued of how dumb this whole experience is. And I I just can't get over that this is basically a cruise ship on land in the middle of fucking Florida. Like, I could spend that money and go on a Disney cruise and have way more fun than being stuck on the ground inside of a Star Wars area. And also, you would think you could pay that much for like twelve days instead of two. That is true because yeah, it's two thousand per person. Like I can already think of like lots of things that I wanted to do for two thousand dollars. I mean, it just looks like shit. I don't get it at all, and what I don't get is why they've decided to do this kind of strategy or type of hotel. Because one of my favorite things to do when I'm in Florida, when I'm at, you know, Disney property is, you know, go look around hotels, you know, because the hotels are really nice, like by the parks, because, you know, you go by Epcot, you know, there's, you know, the, I think it was the Boardwalk Hotel. No, that's by uh, Hollywood Studios. That's a beautiful hotel. You know, because it's so nice to go over there. You know, they have places to eat, you know, places to walk around. Like, it's really nice. But something that's, I don't want to use the word like gatekeeping, but it's a paid experience that you can only go inside and that you have to pay this certain amount of money and like, it's, it's like Galaxy's Edge where, you know, you're being immersed into it. Like, who asked for this? Like, I don't see uh, Harry Potter land having a Harry Potter hotel. Like, well, it just, it seems, just seems like, like, if you want to, they need to do one thing, one or two things. Either just do a Star Wars themed hotel. Like, not a big, like, experience thing. Just a Star Wars themed hotel. Where everything's Star Wars. I think that, and but it's, you know, and it's, you know, a little more expensive than other Disney hotels because it's Star Wars. But it's not like a, you spend two nights here and there's this itinerary of shit that you do. Or it needs to be way more immersive and way better than that ad makes it look. Because that looks like a shitty ex- escape room. Like, that's the level it looks like. Like, that looks at something I could pay $40 for and go do in New York right now with a different theme, like a pirate theme or some shit. It's embarrassing for Disney standards because I know the standards of Disney, so it makes me more intrigued to see how this is because I see there's already reviews online of people, you know, who have actually, like, gone to the hotel and everything, but I really want to see inside this hotel. I really want to see like actual people reviews because you have YouTube reviews. Fuck those reviews. Those aren't like mostly legit reviews because it's like they're being paid to go do this thing. Like I want Karen from North Dakota to go to Florida, stay at this hotel and write a five paragraph essay on Yelp. I want to read that shit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it just looks cheesy and cheap it looks really cheap like it just doesn't i don't know i maybe it'll be amazing but it looks like shit yeah i mean for the sake of disney like am i not even what am i saying like i don't know like for the sake of the people that are working there you know they they got this new job to work at the 
Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel for like their sake. I want this to succeed because I would hate if it didn't. And, you know, those people lost their jobs or something like the fact that I'm looking at job security as a reason why I want something to <laughs> succeed really shows like how confident I am in something. Yeah. But here's what I would rather do. I would rather pay like a, like a quarter of that money, stay at a super swanky hotel and then pay Sal Perales 30 bucks to teach me how to use a lightsaber. Probably he wouldn't actually charge me, but I feel like, you know, you do work, you get paid. So I pay him 30 bucks. I think that seems fair. I don't know. Like, I, I think I would pay him, but like also like take him out, take him out to dinner or something. Because I saw that he was at Galaxy's Edge with Corey. And I was thinking like, man, that sounds like a fun time. Like hanging out in Star Wars land with Mr. Star Wars. Like, that just seems like such a delight. <laughs> you know, that's like being at Disneyland with Walt Disney. <laughs> wow. Being in Star Wars land with Sal Perales. I love that guy. He's the best. He's so nice. Him and his fantastic family. Every time I see him, he's just so nice. Even when I'm plastered drunk and having a conversation <laughs> with him, like, he is the most delightful human being ever. Man, we have we have good friends. We have we have good community, e except for our um, unnamed or un or our unnamed uh, enemy that we haven't figured out yet. Yeah, well, find the perfect one someday. It's like you know, like it's like finding Cinderella with the glass slipper. You gotta you gotta try on the shoe on a lot of people's feet before you find the right one. You know, it really makes me miss of you know what we had. You know, because. We we did have a good feud with 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 uh with Chris Fresh, you know, like though I have decided we have decided to you know end our feud with Chris Fresh, you know, due to the fact that I will not tell my sister that he says hello, like it, it makes me miss the good old times of our feuds and when he came on our podcast and tried to um try to split us up. Yeah, I mean honestly, if we want to start a feud with Chris Fresh again, I think if we just have him on the show again, one will naturally start. But yeah, but I I don't think I don't think uh, the world is prepared for that yet. Like I I feel like <laughs> some universe things need to happen first. For no, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, if Chris Fresh wants to come on the podcast, and yeah, Chris Fresh can you know take off his shoes at the welcome mat and come in and admire the nice Christmas tree and the decorations I got from uh, an estate sale the other day. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. 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 I, I got really lucky. I got really lucky. The first estate sale I went to had a lot of Christmas stuff, but it was overpriced. I felt bad because people there like weren't very helpful. And there's these like two older women that were trying to like carry something in their car and I had to help them. I didn't have to help them, but I was just like, well, I'm young and I have some muscle. So here, let me let me help you out. But then I went to another estate sale and I just started grabbing things. And then Carlos texts me. He's like, hey, I'm getting off of work. You want me to meet you here? I just gave him the address and he was on his way. And then the the guy in charge got mad because he was trying to lower down the price. And then he threatened to uh, put all our stuff back. And then we just settled. So it was it was a good, <laughs> it was a High good drama, day. High drama. The estate sale. Yeah. 
Yeah, we go to, we go to a lot of estate sales, and um, we're starting to get to know like some of the workers there. That's when you know that you go to a lot of estate sales when you start recognizing people that you've seen from mm-hmm. different estate sales. So that's fun. But yeah, I like going there. You know, you get some cheap stuff. Like I got some like nice, cool Christmas decorations. I got a lazy Susan. I've been looking for one of those for a while. Going for like four bucks. Um, yeah, they're fun to go to, and like. Even just to look around at stuff too, just to, you know, see what, you know, people used to collect. Like I went to one where uh, someone collected banjos and I saw like 35 banjos. Like I've never been in a room with so many banjos. Yeah. It was insane. I don't even know how to play the banjo. And that made me like, someone was asking me, do you know how to play the banjo? I'm like, no, (laughs) I'm just admiring this. uh," Because they were handmade too. Handmade banjos. Banjos. I mean, how many banjos can you possibly play? I don't know. Maybe it was like a seasonal banjo or like the like a monthly banjo. Like this banjo I can only play from March 31st to April 22nd. And then you move on to the next banjo. And then you know, maybe there's like a seasonal banjo with like a special bird on it or something. Or like something that reminds <laughs> you of Christmas. Oh my god. I don't know, but Chris Fresh, you're more than welcome to, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm offering here, but I, I think <laughs> I'm, I think, I think I'm just desperate and I want to fight. Yeah, I get it. And then Mom, like yeah. Chris Hall's just too nice to like, to want to do anything about it because like he's kind of left us on red. No, he mentioned it to me. Oh, he did? Oh. Yeah, me calling him a grumpy old man. Well, he he left me on red. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's um, just another reason to add him to the list, I would think. Maybe. We need, we need one more instance. One more instance because, you know, sometimes it could be a mistake, you know? Like, being left on red, like, that happens all the time. You know, like sometimes like your message doesn't get across or, you know, sometimes your phone doesn't work or I don't know. But it's a warning. You know how when you're in elementary school and like there's the clips and you have to move your clip and there's like warning and then there's double warning and there's you're in trouble and then there's fucking stop right there. I think this is a case of you thinking something is universal when it is not. I am still traumatized by the fact that because I didn't listen to my teacher when I was quickly finishing up something that I had to move my clip when it was not in any area to you're in trouble. I passed warning and I just immediately got in trouble. Like I'm still fucking butthurt about that because I was just finishing up an assignment and I told her I was running over. I'm, I'm almost done. But no, I got in trouble. And I was I was really bummed about that. And this happened in first grade, and I'm still bummed. And I didn't get to eat my moon space sandwich because of it. What is a moon space sandwich? You know those the the space ice cream sandwiches. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, freeze dried ice. Okay, okay. Yeah. My elementary school cafeteria had a traffic light that was keyed to how loud. <laughs> The, the, the cafeteria was. was. 
And so if the cafeteria got too loud, it would go to yellow. And then if it went to red, like every had to be quiet for like, it had to be completely quiet for, I don't know, like five minutes or something, maybe not even that long. And then everybody got yelled at. But that was a thing. We didn't have clips though, that you moved to indicate how much trouble you were in. I had a teacher in eighth grade too that would give out like chumps. Like she'd be like chump for you or something and like it was on like the whiteboard and like you would like she would like move your name up and like if you got too many chumps you'd get like a pink slip or something I don't know like I discipline is a hard thing to do but it's also like it, it easily scars children I think so it's one of those things that like you have to be like really careful of how you do it because then you're sitting here on a podcast when you're 26 years old talking about something that happened to you and you're six. So <laughs> teachers. Yeah. I mean, your great, your great trauma is that you couldn't eat your freeze dried ice cream. But yeah. Yeah. And th- there was just a, it was a miscommunication. It wasn't that I wasn't listening. <laughs> it's just I wanted to get the project done before I sat down. And I don't know why that wasn't obvious. Like, I wasn't just saying, fuck you, teacher. I'm going to do what I want. No, I was just finishing up the assignment. And I still have, like, I have those dreams where, like, I'm running late or something. And, I, and you know, like, I, someone's, like, waiting on me. Like, I, I feel like I, that dream, well, no, that, those dreams are from when I was in high school. And my mom's like, we need to go. And I'm like, no, I'm still getting ready. And then. And then she yells, and I never like that. But, but yeah, I don't pressure me. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. That, that's, that's where I'm leaving that at. Okay. Is there anything else we should talk about today? No. Before I go on another tangent of what else my elementary school teachers did to me. No. Okay. Um, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Cantilbert. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoByPod. You can email us, CantoByPod at gmail.com. Otherwise, you know, like rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. Uh, until next time, I guess. We will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany, the Janja, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one.
pod might be good, but my girls are better. Check out some folks they want to bang in a refresher. The Sonic Ventures and Kylo Ren, yo. We'll have Tarkin and, of course, Mendoza. Send a shout to the Porgs and to Rustin Brown. And Emily's dad straight putting it down. Every week my girls be getting it done. I should know I've been down since day one.